Hey everybody and welcome to Gaijin Wrestling Radio. I'm your host, Kobe Naida, and this week's episode I will be running down the month of January for New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor Wrestling, as well as previewing the card for the upcoming NXT TakeOver Phoenix. And uh, yeah, it's been a while, but it's been a lot of wrestling. To be honest with you, NXT is a, it, it's a show that's pre-recorded and uh, there's about four episodes and one taping that they do. And it's hard for me to watch. So I will only be doing the NXT TakeOver previews and reviews. So next week's episode on Gaijin Wrestling Radio, hopefully Jimmy and I will be running down the NXT TakeOver card from Phoenix. This week's episode, I will be previewing it, as well as running down Wrestle Kingdom 13 on this episode, New Year's Dash for New Japan Pro Wrestling, the upcoming cards for The Road to New Beginning for New Japan Pro Wrestling, then some ROH stuff, the review from Honor Reigns Supreme, as well as a weekly episode from January 21st and previewing some of their upcoming cards. Uh, the G1 Road to uh, the Road to the G1 Special is what's happening, and it's got a lot of people talking right now, but we will get to plenty of that. In the meanwhile, you can catch all the other shows from Retromania. That's Hulkamania is Dead, the one where Jimmy and I have broken the leg of Hulk Hogan in 1984 and done an alternate timeline, and we are in the era of 1991 right now. We're getting to 1993, and then that'll be the end of the season. What an amazing run it's been, and a hell of a lot more we got to do. And then, every week, we have Marking Out the Days, the co-collaboration between myself and Dave Rosenbluth from Kick It Out at Two. That's where we run down that specific day in wrestling history, our favorite or not so favorite moments in that day. Um, so the last episode that dropped was January 24th. That was two days ago. The next one will be January 31st. So keep a lookout for weekly or bi-weekly episodes of this show, Gaijin Wrestling Radio. And Hulkamania is Dead is a bi-weekly show, the weekly show, Marking Out the Days, and then anything that you like on Kicking Out at 2. We got news for you, Jack. New stuff's coming. So uh, we got a big announcement coming soon between Dave and I. Uh, stick around, Jack. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Let's start running down some stuff. I'm going to preview a little bit of stuff that's going on with AEW and being the elite. Obviously, a lot of news coverage on this where we don't know if Kenny Omega is going to sign with the company or if he's going to sign with WWE. Looks like he'll be signing with AEW or could he go back to New Japan? One person that is leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling that we know for sure is Kushida. So his future is undetermined yet, but it looks like he'll be going to WWE developmental sense, developmental system. I'm wondering if, um, you know how they've done with Hideo Itami, former Kenta, as well as Akira Tozawa, uh, and look at all they've done with Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, they, they, WWE has a problem with a foreign talent. So I fear Kushida going to WWE and being left in 205. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, getting paid and having a paycheck and, you know, doing what you love for a living. Um, but I could see Kushida doing a lot more, intercontinental level, U.S. title level. Um, this guy could be great for WWE. He's a superstar and a guy that should have deserved you know, deserved way more in New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is the guy that should have been going up against Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi in the next year, getting up to that next level in the heavyweight division. Um, I could definitely see that. But New Japan Pro Wrestling is a little stubborn, and we'll figure that out as we go along with the weeks of Gaijin Wrestling Radio. The recent episodes of Being the Elite have alluded to the Jacksons talking about their future, um, and they have previewed and teased new talent coming on. And there's also been a bit with Kenny Omega, and he lost his cell phone, and there's a cell phone countdown where everybody else got the countdown. It was announced that they would be signing with AEW. So 
It looks like it might be Kenny Omega joining AEW as the big surprise, but recently they signed Jungle Boy. That's Luke Perry's son from 90210. Luke Perry's son, Jungle Boy. Now, I haven't seen much of him. I'm going to be honest, as I am on this show, but I'm going to look out for some matches of Jungle Boy. If you have any recommendations, post them in the links on Facebook or on the Twitter at RetromaniaPod. Um, yeah, would love to talk about it. Uh, they also signed MJF, Pac, Joey Janela has been doing some promos on being the elite, doing some magic tricks. So uh, I mean, I'm interested to see where this all goes. Um, it's going to be really cool. It's it's nothing new in the history of wrestling. Um, you know, sorry to burst the bubble for anybody who's big on being the elite. This is nothing new, but um, we'll see the longevity of it. I'm excited for it nonetheless, as I always am for wrestling. It's just this is a big boom for wrestling right now, and uh, I'm happy to be alive during two or three big boom eras of wrestling. I, I lived through the Hulk Hogan era as well as the Attitude Era. Now I get the, uh, I guess, this independent territory digital era is what we could call it. Yeah, so uh, it's it's great. I, I look forward to everything, and you can find out more here on this show, Gaijin Wrestling Radio. I will be running down the important stuff from Being the Elite and AEW, all the news coming out of Double or Nothing. Um, everything you guys have heard this month, it's all great news, um, but I, I just look forward to the next event and to see where it goes. And if they get TV... Where we go from there, if they're going to be collaborating with New Japan Pro Wrestling, if they're going to be collaborating with Ring of Honor, who Ring of Honor is now collaborating with NWA, doing the Crockett Cup. So there's a lot of stuff that can happen in the next year. It's going to be very exciting. Can't wait to see what happens. All right, enough of the news for there. Let's get into some results. Let's go with New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom 13, then we'll run down New Year's Dash, and then we'll preview the upcoming cards for Road to New Beginning. Then we'll go to Ring of Honor, Honor Reign Supreme, then the weekly episode of Ring of Honor, January 21st, preview the upcoming cards for Ring of Honor, and finally, we will preview the upcoming NXT TakeOver Phoenix card, and then that'll be the show. I want to do this as quick and painless as possible, so let's get to it with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Wrestle Kingdom 13, January 4th, 2019. This was a great show. Recommend this highly. Let's go through it match by match. I'm going to run down the end results of the match. I'm not going to recap everything from it, but I will try to highlight the key moments of it and the finishes. Uh, the opening match is the six-man tag team gauntlet for the number one contenders to face the never open three-way six-man I'm sorry never open six-man champions the next night at New Year's Dash and fun news at the beginning of Wrestle Kingdom 13 this year we find out that it'll be a two-day event next year from 2020 at the Tokyo Dome so January 4th and January 5th will both be whole be held in the Tokyo Dome. That's going to be interesting. Usually New Year's Dash is like the Raw after Mania, if you want to compare it to WWE. Um, so I'm not sure if they're going to make Wrestle Kingdom 14 a two-day show, or they're going to do New Year's Dash the night after. Um, again, an exciting year that we have here. Let's do the first match. Makabe, Taguchi, Toru Yano, last eliminate KES and Suzuki Gun in that six-man tag team gauntlet. Yano gets caught trying to low blow KES, that's Davy Boy Smith and Lance Archer. Taguchi hits an ass attack to them. They throw him aside. Makabe runs through KES with a clothesline, then bounces off the ropes and clotheslines them. They take it and stare at him. Uh, Yano low blows both of them from behind finally while the referees turn. Then Yano rolls up Davy Boy Smith. One, two, three, and that's your number one contenders, Makabe, Taguchi, and Toro Yano. 
This is good storytelling here because we have Makabe and Toriyanu, who used to be the Great Bash heels. Uh, they were split up while uh, Toriyanu and Shinsuke Nakamura formed Chaos. Uh, and it's been a long time since Chaos has kind of been broken up and destroyed recently with this Bullet Club uh, OG situation going on. Makabe and Toriyano have kind of teamed back up. So some good storytelling here. They defeat Suzuki Gun, the other heel faction in New Japan. It's really cool stuff. On the next week's episode of Gaijin Wrestling Radio, I will have more time to run down the factions and what's going on, the future of what's going on with these factions, and a little more backstory for everybody. Moving on, this is a fantastic match. I highly recommend this. It's on NewJapanWorld.com. Definitely watch this one. Never open championship. Will Ospreay defeating Kota Ibushi, the champion. Um, we get a huge lariat by Osprey to Kota. He sets him up for that Stormbreaker. It's a beautiful move. But uh, we get some series here with a bunch of counters and roll-ups. It's awesome. Then Kota sets up Osprey for this no-remorse vertigo move. It's that double-leg tombstone uh, cradle. And he hits Osprey with it. One, two, kick out. Osprey sets up um, for the Kamigoye, and he wants to hit that Kamigoye in Kodobushi. That's the um, holding the arms and the knee to the face, and it's kind of a, a, a an homage to Shinsuke Nakamura from Kodobushi, but Osprey's trying to hit it. He misses. Osprey ends up ducking. Uh, he hits a hook kick to Kota's face. Then Kota is on his knees. Osprey hits him in the back of the head with this thrust elbow. It looks terrible. The referee is checking on Kota. He looks out. Osprey hits the Stormbreaker. He picks up Kota as the referee is telling him, no, Marty Asami is like, no, 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 no. He Osprey hits the Stormbreaker regardless. One, two, three. Kota is taken out with a neck brace, and we have a new never open weight champion. Not sure if this is part of the storyline because there was a video with Kenny Omega earlier where uh, it, it, it kind of like it, it, it had a premonition in it, if you if you will. Um, it, it, it predicted that Kota Ibushi would not be there for Kenny Omega in the main event match against Tanahashi and Kenny Omega would ultimately lose to Tanahashi. Spoiler alert, Kenny does. Kota is not there. Um, makes me wonder. They say Coda has a concussion, but not sure if you would allow him to hit the Stormbreaker after busting his head with his with that elbow. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, they they take Coda out with a neck brace and a stretcher, and uh, yeah, it's part of the story. Will Osprey moving up to the heavyweight division? This is awesome for him. So I can't wait to see the types of matches that he will have and who he can be linked up with uh in the upcoming year it's going to be really cool um moving on the iwgp junior tag team titles it's kanemaru and desperado defending against show and yo and bushi and shingo it's takagi the newest member of lij shingo takagi hits the last dragon on show it's one, two, three. We have new champions. There was 304 days as champions with Kanemaru and Desperado. They ran the last year pretty much. But Bushi and Shingo Takagi are the new faces here. The new IWGP Junior Tag Team Champion, LIJ, picking up some gold. Okay, next match. It's the Rev Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight Champion, Tomohiro Ishii, defending against Zack Sabre Jr., uh, this is a great match as well. It's a lot of hard-hitting stuff from Tomohiro Ishii, as you would expect the Stone Pitbull defending the title against the Octopus, the stretcher, Zack Sabre Jr. I love this. Um, Ishii goes for a brain buster, but it's countered into a wonderful octopus lock by ZSJ. Ref calls it. Um, and your three-time Rev Pro undisputed British heavyweight champion, Zack Sabre Jr. Recommend watching this one as well. Moving along, the IWGP Tag Team Championships, Toma Tonga and Tonga Loa defending against Sonata and Evil, as well as the Young Bucks. They, they just, uh, you know, placed themselves in the match and everybody agreed. Evil and Sonata came out the victors of the Tag League. Young Bucks were not even part of it. Um, 
anyhow. Young Bucks go for a Meltzer driver on Sonata. Guns thunder Nick Jackson from Tonga, so they break it up. Sonata grabs Matt with a skull end. Then everything is evil to Tama Tonga from evil. Then a magic killer to Matt from evil and Sonata. Then we get a beautiful moonsault from Sonata to Matt Jackson. One, two, three, new IWGP champions. Um... This is the second year in a row that Evil and Sonata have won the World Tag League as well as the IWGP Tag Team Championships at Wrestle Kingdom. So they are on a run here. LIJ picking up more gold. Let's move along the card. IWGP United States Championship match. Cody defends against Juiced. Uh, again, this is a decent match. It might be the knee with Cody. Might be Cody. It might be the uh, stuff going on with AEW. So you never know. Nonetheless, Brandy gets involved with the match. She spears Juice. She's ejected from the match. Then we get a crossroads. One, two, kick out. Cody looks for Den's fire. It's reversed into a pulp friction. Reversed into a crossroads. But reversed and Juice hits his own crossroads on Cody Rhodes. One, two, no. They're both down. Then they're both up. Juice goes for a punch. Duck by Cody. We get a beautiful disaster by Cody. Then a pulp friction by Cody to Juice. Nice. Switching up their moves there. One, two, kick out. All right. This is a good one. Um, Cody beats Juice with the belt that he has, that uh, weight training belt. And he slaps Juice. Uh, Juice fires backs with, with some chops. And we get the boom, bam, boom, bam punches. Uh, Juice goes for the left hand of God. Super kick from Cody. Cody goes for a disaster kick. Then we get the left hand from God by Juice. And another pulp friction. And then lifts him up for another pulp friction. That's two pulp frictions in a row. One, two, three. We have our fifth United States champion. It's Juice Robinson. I like this match. Again, people don't give Cody enough credit. Uh, watching it again, I actually enjoyed it. Um, but there are some elements where you're like, man, it could go up a gear. Um, so uh, we'll see how the year goes for both these guys. Juice, now the United States champion. And we'll see how he stacks up against the competition. All right, the next match is the IWGP Junior Heavy Q Championship. It's Taiji Ishimori defeating Kushida, the man who's leaving for the championship. Uh, the entrance here from Kushida is nice. He's got a mini version of him with the mask on, and it looks creepy as hell. Um, but this is a fantastic match. I really, really like this one. Um, uh, Taiji Ishimori gets some huge knees to the face of Kushida in the corner. We got a bloody cross reversed, then back to the future from Kushida to Taiji Ishimori, then rolls through and attempts another. Blocked twice, we get huge knees from Ishimori. Punches from Kushida to fight him off. Then off the ropes, they collide. Ishimori with some double knees to the face of Kushida. Oh my god. With a combo footstop. So he hits him in the face with the knees. And as Kushida hits the ground, Ishimori lands with the foot stomp in the gut. Good god. A bloody, a bloody cross, with, which is basically a brain buster with double knees to the face. One, two, three. We have our 83rd. IWGP junior heavyweight champion and keep in mind all these knee spots to the face like this is how he kept Kushida down this was it was it was a brilliant match storytelling here Taiji Ishimori gotta give the guy a lot of credit bullet club cutthroat era the BCOG coming out with some new gold as well next match I would definitely recommend to watch so I'm only gonna run down the final move Okada tries to hit a Rainmaker on Jay White. Jay White counters that into a Blade Runner. One, two, three. Jay White vanquishes Okada. This is a wonderful match. Um, Jay White moving up the card, too. And, um, you know, he, he, he's been a terror this whole last year, splitting up Chaos and uh, joining BCOG and splitting up the Bullet Club Elite um, in a way. And,. Uh, it's, it's it's opening up the door for so many new storylines in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I can't wait for it. Um, very exciting stuff here. All right, part of the double main event, I would definitely recommend to watch this one as well, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Chris Jericho defends against Naito. 
Jericho attacked Naito last year, uh, January 5th of 2018. And this has gone down for like a year. Then he won the Intercontinental title um, from Naito June 9th, 2018 at Dominion. Then Jericho defeated Evil as Evil tried to step up in November. And Jericho beat down Evil after the match. Naito came out for the save. This is building up for a great feud here. Um, they had a brawl at a press conference. It was, it was a lot of great stuff. Um, the end of the match here is Naito hits Jericho with a code breaker, then with the belt, then the Destino. One, two, three, we have a new champion. A lot of uh, chairs, a lot of table spots, a lot of brawling in this one, but I loved it. Then Naito attacks Red Shoes after. So I guess still not a good guy, but yeah, Red Shoes, the ref there, getting some uh, heat from Naito. All right, the main event, IWGP Heavy Q Championship. Omega defends against Tanahashi. You must watch this one. Uh, Tanahashi with a Styles Clash to Omega. We get a high fly flow. Then knees from Kenny Omega. This looks deadly. Um, I watched this so many times. Tanahashi just ate it right in the chest and the ribs with those knees. We get an awesome sling blade from Tanahashi to Omega on the apron um, of the ring. And that's the hardest part of the ring. Holy shit, it, it looks deadly. Then we get a high fly flow attempt on a table to the outside, utilize his own stuff against him, and he ends up eating the table. Um, great stuff here, but nonetheless, we get a high fly flow at the end. Um, and one, two, three, a new champion, the 67th, eighth time for the guy, Hiroshi Tanahashi, is your IWGP heavy Q champion. And he thanks Shibata at the end. Interesting stuff there. Um, yeah, just really cool. Um, I would definitely recommend those matches that I said to watch. The whole card's fun, regardless of um, anything I said. Uh, I'm just critiquing as far as like what you must, must watch if you want to uh, be a follower of New Japan Pro Wrestling. But yeah, um, some fun stuff there. Let's move on to New Year's Dash the next day, January 5th, 2019. All right, the next day, New Year's Dash. This one is uh, not so much a watchable show. I mean, it's a, New Japan does this thing where they run shows like in sequence, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Fridays, or something like that. And mostly the first three shows are a lot of six-man tags, tag team matches, uh, eight-man tags, stuff like that with the factions so that, you can see the preview of the main feuds that will be happening in between. And then some guys start feuds in between there. So that's basically that's basically what New Year's Dash is. And so I'm going to quickly go through this. Chaos. Rocky Romero, Sho and Yo defeat Suzuki Gun, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Lance Archer, and Uska. In 8 minutes and 34 seconds, KES set up for their super power bomb, but you get knees by Rocky Romero. Then we get a trio of knees from all three, Show Yo and Rocky Romero, um, to Davy Boy Smith. Then Davy does a phenomenal double suplex to Show and Yo. He tags Iska. That's his big mistake. Yo gets the victory roll on Iska. One, two, three. Wow. Yeah. And they hightail it out of there. Next match, tag team match, it's the Bullet Club, Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi defeating Toa Hanari and Tomohaki Hanma. Hanma made a big return after a severe injury um, where he took a draping DDT and um, just, you know, it, it took him about a year to, to recover from that. Um, so he's made a big comeback here with Toa Hanari, but we get a huge package pile driver from Chase to Toa. One, two, three. Chase and Yujiro Takahashi go over. All right. Next tag team match. It's David Finley and Juice Robinson defeating Best Friends. Hmm. 
Beretta and Chucky e. T. Now, this whole time has been like Tag League, Chucky e. T and um, Trent Beretta. They were in there. Chucky e. T went a little too far a couple times and caused a DQ, used a chair after the match. He's getting frustrated, but Beretta's still trying to be his friend. Now, Chucky e. T is abusing David Fenley a little much here. And uh, th- as well as Beretta kind of wants to challenge Juice for that new United States championship that he won. Uh, so we can see where this goes here. This ends by a DQ. Um, I, I like this match, but as soon as Finley gets some steam going at the end, Chucky used a chair on him. So it caused the DQ. And then uh, we get a chair to juice as well. Bretto's like, what the fuck are you doing? Chucky like runs back out of the ring and he, he does a snap pile, pile driver to Finley on the chair. But yeah, and then uh, Beretta goes up to... Juice Robinson and you know shakes his hand but wants that United States title so uh, some interesting stuff going on there all right next match is a six-man tag team match it's chaos Hiroki Goto Tomohiro Ishii Will Ospreay defeating Jeff Cobb Kushida and Eugene Nagata in 14 minutes you got to watch this one this is cool a lot of combinations from everybody in there good stuff from will osprey jeff cobb kushida as well as goto i mean everybody does a great job in this one highly recommend watching this osprey does a hook kick to kushida but thought about using the back of that elbow again like he did to kota abushi the night before that caused a concussion um but no he hits the Stormbreaker on kushida and that's enough to do it one two three nagata and ishii have some beef after the match and uh as well as goto and Cobb, they do the same so uh we get some slaps from nagata and ichi back and forth looks like that'll be a hard hitting mash um i love to see that one especially the goto and Cobb one as well all right next match is the never open six-man tag team title match it's the winners from last night ryusuke taguchi Togi Makabe and Toru Yano going up against the defending champions, Taiji Ishimori and Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, the Bullet Club OG. Guess what they win? Jado, the heater for the Bullet Club, you know, he's been interfering a lot. Uh, he gets a low blow from Yano. Then Makabe sets up for that King Kong knee drop and Chase Owens and Yujiro come out. What? What? Huh? Why? They got attacked. Uh, what they're the they're part of the split wait huh they knock makabe off the top turnbuckle and then package pile driver to makabe from chase owens then tonga loa does a uh, sit out pile driver to makabe one two three um they all do the bullet club cutthroat sign in the middle of the ring huh. chase owens and yujiro join them after being beat down weird I guess all is forgiven, but uh, more members for the BCOG cutthroat era. Moving on, 10-man tag team. It's Suzuki Gun going against LIJ. El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and ZSJ, Zack Sabre Jr., defeating Bushi, Evil, Sonata, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuo Naito in 15 minutes. Right off the bat, Taichi hits Naito with a chair, and then this match starts with chaos everywhere. Chaos. Hmm. And uh, chaos is not evolved. It's Los Angeles and Suzuki Gun. Interesting. But yeah, then Taka distracts the ref, and Taichi then hits Naito with the Intercontinental Championship, then hits the Black Modesto. To Naito. One, two, three. Suzuki Gun beat down the opponents. Taichi challenges Naito for the Intercontinental Championship. Ooh. Okay. Okay, I see you, Taichi. Next match coming up is the six man tag team match. It's the Bullet Club, Bad Luck Fale, Gato, and Jay White defeating Chaos, Okada, Yosh- Yoshihashi, the returning Yoshihashi, and their partner. Tanahashi um yeah Yoshihashi fell tripped fell and busted his head really bad on the apron a couple months back now he's made his big return here and he gets pinned switchblade hits the blade runner on Yoshihashi countering the karma lock uh you know countering karma that move that Yoshihashi does 
um, which is like a gut wrench uh, sit out power bomb. Then Switchblade beats down Tanahashi after the match with the Bullet Club, and Okada comes out for the save. He gets beat down for his troubles too. Um, as they're leaving, Jay White challenges Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Says he can barely fucking walk. Um, yeah, he's going to beat him for that title. We will see the cutthroat era of New Japan. Now your current champions for New Japan is Hiroshi Tanahashi, the heavyweight champion. IWGP Intercontinental Champion Tetsuya Naito. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Taiji Ishimori. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions Los Ingobernables Bushi and Shingo Takagi. IWGP Tag Team Champions, Los Ingobernables, Evil and Sonata. IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion, Juice Robinson. Never Openweight Champion, Will Ospreay. Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Champions, Tamatonga, Tongaloa, and Taiji Ishimori. All right, moving on. Next week, we will be trying to cover the road to New Beginning. They're going to have a show for New Japan Pro Wrestling Saturday, January 26th, as well as Monday, January 28th, and Tuesday, January 29th, and then Wednesday, January 30th. We'll see what we can cover and bring to you guys next week on that show. Um, can't wait to see where the road to New Beginning takes us. We got a cool match between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kushida that'll be a singles match um, the night of the 29th so yeah stick around and uh, stay tuned for next week alright let's go to some Ring of Honor Ring of Honor Honor Reign Supreme 2019 that was January 13th from North Carolina, Concord, North Carolina. Um, yeah, Caprice Coleman, Colt Cabana, Ian Riccavani on the call. And let's just go through it real quick. Six-man tag team match, Shinobi Shadow Squad. That's Cheeseburger, Eli Isom, and Ryan Nova defeat Corey Hollins, John Schuyler, and Josie Quinn. These, uh, I guess, pirate cowboy... Forgotten Son knockoffs. Uh, I don't know. But the Shinobi Shadow Squad is very entertaining tag team. Cheeseburger, Eli Isom, some talented guys. Ryan Nova, pretty good himself. Nothing to see here. Five minutes, like I said. Yeah. All right, next match. Mark Haskins defeats the Beer City Bruiser in 651. Haskins makes a good showing here, and he pulls out a victory over Beer City Bruiser, and Beer City Bruiser gives him a beer after the match, and they cheers. This is a, this is a decent one. Next up on the card, tag team match. It's David Finley and Juice Robinson against best friends, Beretta and Chucky e. T. Hey, didn't I just talk about this? Yeah, another good one from this team, though. 14 minutes and 49 seconds. Finn Juice win with Finley hitting the trash panda on Chucky e. T. Holy shit. Uh, Beretta shakes the hands of the United States champion, Juice, in the middle of the ring. And they will both be involved in ROH Tag Wars the upcoming months. Yeah, so this feud between Beretta and Chucky e. T, David Finley and Juice Robinson goes on. Interested to see where this goes. I like Chucky e. T taking the heel route and doing the uh, dirty deeds and Beretta not sure what to do. We'll see if he takes the same route or if he chooses to go the, uh, you know, the face way. All right, next match on the card, singles match, Tracy Williams, hot sauce, defeats Flip Gordon by referee decision, two minutes and 56 seconds. Flip hurts his knee during a springboard on the ropes and then sells the knee more after doing a springboard spear to Tracy. That's how you do it, Seth Rollins. Hint, hint, wink, 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 wink. Uh, he landed on the knee and sold it. Uh, Williams sees uh, Flip roll out of the ring and the ref just calls it. Um, Cole Cabana is concerned because Flip is his partner in Tag Wars, but Kenny King is on commentary and he berates Ian and Flip and uh, everybody there and just, yeah, Kenny King is turning full heel here. 
And uh, Flip Gordon, not sure if this is a shoot injury or if this is part of the storyline, but Tracy Williams gets a win there. Okay, a Proving Grounds six-man tag team match is next. It's the Kingdom, Matt Taven, TKO Ryan, and Vinny Marcella defeating Delirious, Luchasaurus, and Shane Helms, otherwise the Green Machine or Green Team as they call them in the match. This is a fun six-man tag match. I like it. House of a Thousand Horses by TK and Vinny Marciella to Delirious. One, two, three, Kingdom win. They go over here, Matt Taven, with that fake ROH belt. He's been challenging Jay Lethal, saying he is the real world's champion. But, um, yeah, Nick Aldis comes out later, and he's he's talking about he's the real world champion as well. Um, So we'll see what happens there. Okay, next matchup is a great match. I definitely recommend this one. Bandito defeats PJ Black in in 13.46. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Uh, Bandito and PJ Black put on a great match here. Bandito finishes PJ Black with a top rope moonsault body slam, which looks incredible. So uh, I I don't know how you do that. looks dangerous as shit. Uh, I guess counterweight, weight, counter, I don't know. It's incredible. You try to moonsault body slam somebody off the top rope. God damn it. The next match on the card is a Proving Grounds four-corner survival match. Shane Taylor, Rhett Titus, Jonathan Grisham, and Jeff Cobb. If any of those three men that are not the TV champion, who is Jeff Cobb, uh, win, they will get an immediate title shot against Jeff Cobb. If Jeff Cobb wins, he doesn't have a match, and he retained his title and didn't have to defend it. Uh, kind of weird. Okay, Shane Taylor talks a bunch of shit at the beginning and says he doesn't want to be a part of this. He's mad that he's even part of the Proving Grounds match. Jeff Cobb wins after everyone has a fire-up moment in this match. Jeff wins with a pile driver to Rhett Titus and then his Gift of the Gods finisher. So then Silas Young comes out and distracts Cobb and Shane Taylor attacks him from behind and holds up the TV title. Uh, Looks like they were working together to... Yeah, take out uh, Jeff Cobb because, um, as we'll find out more on the ROH news as I cover the episode 383 that aired January 21st. Okay, the Ring of Honor Women's World Heavyweight title. It's a street fight. Kelly Klein defeats Jenny Rose in 12 minutes and 33 seconds. This was all right. Kelly has her camp out there with her. It's like a squad of people that she trains with or she is trained. Um Kelly Klein's trying to solidify herself as the top heel. She has uh, her squad distracting Jenny Rose in this match and involved throughout. And they bring out a bunch of chairs and tables. It's decent stuff here. Kelly wins with the K power onto the chairs to Jenny Rose. And that's just an attitude adjustment. But yeah. Nonetheless, Kelly Klein retains her title, defeating Jenny Rose. All right, next up on the card, it's Villain Enterprises making their debut as a team. Brody King, Marty Skrull, and PCO defeating Silas Young and the Briscoes. This is good stuff from Brody and Jay to start us off with. Then PCO and Mark have a good set of moves going off between each other. And finally, Silas Young and Marty Skrull are squaring off in the ring. Lots of chops in this match, but it's great stuff to see Brody King do a springboard moonsault off the top rope while holding onto the Briscoe's arms and then rolls into a double arm drag with that. Wow. Um, then we get a huge tope suicida from Bro- Brody. This guy is incredible. And then the oh my god moment, Silas does a Canadian destroyer to PCO on the apron. What the fuck? Looks deadly as hell. Uh, Brody sends Mark Briscoe through a table. Jay hits Brody off the apron. Then Marty Skrull with a Walls of Jericho has PCO give Jay Briscoe a leg drop while he has him in that Walls of Jericho. Then Marty sends Jay face first into an elbow to Brody as he turns him over and catapults him. And then we get a huge Gonzo Bob from Brody to Jay Briscoe, and then a huge moonsault from PCO onto Jay Briscoe. One, two, three. Villain Enterprises wins this match. Awesome stuff here. Okay, before the main event kicks off, we have Nick Aldis, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, coming out, and he's with his insurance policy, Camille. Um, he calls out Matt Taven. 
and he names all the legends that have held the belt. Dusty, Rick, you know, Harley, all that shit. And he's the real world's champion because of that belt. So he's glad that ROH and NWA are going to be working together. What? Oh, yeah, because April 27th, they're going to be co-promoting and hosting the Crockett Cup, the return of the Crockett Cup. That's the tag team uh, tournament, right? So then Tag Wars, and then we just had Tag League, and there's a lot of tag stuff going on. So I'm not, they, they need to consolidate all this tag stuff, just in my opinion. So uh, Nick Aldis is going to sit down and watch the main event, which is Jay Lethal defending the ROH World Championship against Dalton Castle. Um, he says he's might be here to scout the world champion. Huh. Interesting. So we could get a title versus title champion versus champion match. Could be interesting stuff here in the next year. Like I said, it's very exciting. Let's go on to that main event. The Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Title Match. Jay Lethal defeats Dalton Castle in 16 minutes. Uh, finally, the contractually obligated rematch that Dalton Castle has gotten since he lost that uh, title at the Four Corners Survival Match. Um, you know, Jay Lethal won that match the night after Best in the World. And I was there that night in June, Best in the World. And uh, just having the title change the night after seemed kind of uh, lackluster. Um, and I know it's because Dalton Castle is injured and he's coming back from these injuries right now. But uh, Jay Lethal is a dominant world champion. I'm glad that they put it back on him. 36 defenses in two reigns. And he is about two... Um, two two defenses away from Brian Danielson and Nigel McGuinness's record at 38 defenses as champion. So I cannot wait to see what the future holds for Ring of Honor and NWA or the Ring of Honor champion. Jay Lethal hits a lethal injection, retains the title. Good stuff here. Uh, I don't know if I'd definitely recommend going out of your way to watch this one. Let's move on with some Ring of Honor action. Let's cover episode 383, which aired on Fight TV January 21st. You can watch these episodes for free on Fight TV. That's how I do it. Every Monday night, they have a new episode of Ring of Honor. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. This one is live from Philly. We got a new intro of Ring of Honor music and previewing the stars that they have in the package. And there's no elite on this. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, moving on. New era of Ring of Honor. No elite. Um, yeah, it, it's, like I said, interesting, exciting year. The first match on this show is a TV title number one contender tournament match. It's Facade, who I saw live at MCW Evolve show. Great stuff from this guy against Eli Isom. Isom does a hell of a dive outside on this match and lands on his head. Oh, my God. Facade does the best job he can do to try to save him but it still looks a little ugly facade does this springboard step up 450 clothesline on the outside to eli isom holy shit then we get a burning hammer and a shotgun kick by facade and then a huge brains buster by eli isom one two three eli isom advances i mean i gotta love roh and these guys for pulling out all these matches but i mean you just hit the guy with a 450 clothesline outside of the ring a burning hammer and a shotgun kick and then you get beat by a brain buster okay next we get kelly klein backstage she's the women of honor champion she talks beating three women in one night and she will defend her title in every match that she has in the future okay suit yourself then we get a recap of marty skrull and the kingdom their collision and the introduction of villain enterprises so yeah uh the kingdom came out matt taven Vinny, and tko ryan they harassed marty skrull after the elite had already been beat down and you know discarded of the week before then the lights went out brody king and pco made their debut and helped marty skrull we get the introduction of villain enterprises then we get this weird commercial with the addiction network and it's like a commercial that slaps you in the face about people doing drugs and it's kind of hard hitting just like you watch them wrestling you're having a good time and then all of a sudden you're reminded about substance abuse and drug addiction and 
Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, I'm addicted to wrestling, so maybe I can redo that and make it like a more friendly, like addicted to wrestling commercial. Um, okay, back from commercial, Jay Lethal hits us promo, and he, he's going to cross paths with Matt Taven sooner or later. The real Ring of Honor world champion against the phony purple belt Ring of Honor world champion Matt Taven. Next week on the show, it's the Kingdom defending their six-man tag team titles, the ROH six-man tag team titles, against Villain Enterprises. Wow. Huh. Cool. Okay. All right. So, out next, we have the debut of Roosh in ROH. He's going against TKO Ryan from the Kingdom. Uh, he Roosh is out with the bull mask and a white suit, uh, reminiscent of LIJ because he is an OG member of LIJ. His brother is also Dragon Lee, just FYI, if you didn't know. Great stuff. I would recommend this match. Roosh wins with the huge dropkick in the bottom corner to TKO Ryan. Vinny out after the match and Matt Taven out too. They set up chairs on Roosh and they do a three-way concerto to him. Ouch. His debut is looking great, and then all of a sudden turned ugly by the kingdom. We'll see what happens next with Roosh and the kingdom and ROH. Then we get a recap of two weeks ago. It's the Briscoes, Shane Taylor, Bully Ray, Silas Young, all them beating down the elite. And they've been referring to the Briscoes, Shane Taylor, and Bully Ray, these guys as the sickness Okay, this disease that is spread over Ring of Honor. You mean like evil and scum? Yeah, evil and scum. Those were the factions with Jimmy Jacobs, Steve Carino, Kevin Steen. Yeah, and Rhett Titus and a couple other guys. And they got Rhino in there. It got ugly after a while. But yeah, that was uh, that was about eight, 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 nine years ago. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, it looks like we're getting sick again in ROH. Top heel team. Anyhow, Rhett Titus, speaking of the guy, comes out on commentary. He's out here looking ripped and shredded and weird as ever with his trophy, and he's got this bodybuilding romancer gimmick. Uh, okay. The main event is Silas Young against the Beer City Bruiser. These guys were tag teams for a while. Beer City Bruiser teamed up with Brian Malonis to form the Bouncers, and Silas Young worked together with them. Now, Beer City Bruiser asks for a no DQ because they need to fight. Because he's saying, like, if we're going to wrestle, if you're ending this friendship, you know, we need to fight then. We can't wrestle. Uh, we get a cannonball through the table in the corner from. Beer City Bruiser on to Silas Young. One, two, no. Silas slams Beer City Bruiser off the top rope through chairs. One, two, no. Silas gets out zip ties and he ties Beer City Bruiser up. And this is how you do it. Um, FYI, TNA Impact. Brian Malonis comes out and he attacks Silas. And he cuts Beer City Bruiser loose. Silas catches Brian Malonis with a chair and flips him off the top rope through a table on the outside. Beer City Bruiser squishes Silas with a chair, picks up the quarter keg that he comes out with. He hits Silas in the face with it. Beer City Bruiser eats the table after laying Silas on it from the top rope. Uh, he goes to splash through and uh, he eats that table. Silas hits his finisher. One, two, three. He's moving on in that tournament for the TV title. This was one of those matches. So he's going to take on Eli Isom. The end of the relationship there between Silas Young and Beer City Bruiser. Not a bad match, if I might say so myself. So can't wait for all the stuff happening in Ring of Honor. They have some Road to G1 Supercard tag events going on um, the next couple days and this weekend during the Royal Rumble. So I'll have some coverage coming on the next show for Gaijin Wrestling Radio. Stay tuned for all that. Let's get to the main course. It is NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Let's run down this bitch. All right, the NXT women's title match is going to be Shayna Baszler defending against Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair has been on a roll and a tear as of lately. Shayna Baszler has taken out everybody, including Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane was, uh, you know, next up on the list to be maybe called up, uh, but she's 
facing an injury now, so we have this little bit going on with Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair. I'm going to predict here that Bianca Belair will be the new champion and kind of feud with Shayna Baszler and her cohorts here and the uh, four horsewomen against um, Bianca Belair and some partners of her choosing. She's going to have to team up with some people, even though she's uh, made a bad name of herself throughout the women's division in NXT. We'll see what happens. Maybe Shayna Baszler goes up the card. Uh, but yeah, I'm predicting Bianca Belair goes over. All right, next up, the NXT Tag Team title match. It's the Undisputed Era defending against the War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe. See it coming from a mile away. The War Raiders have been on a tear. They want these titles. They are going over and they're going to defeat the Undisputed Era and will have new tag team champions. Then a special singles match. Cassius Ono going against Matt Riddle. Cassius Ono has been trying to declare himself the gatekeeper for NXT and he's going to beat up any shiny new toy and Matt Riddle killed him in seconds at the last NXT special. Guess what? I'm predicting Matt Riddle goes over again. All right, next match, the WWE NXT North American title, Johnny Gargano challenging Ricochet. Ricochet has been killing it, but Johnny Gargano is this heel now. He's the one who beat up Aleister Black. He's the one that cost Aleister Black the title. He's ruined it. He's uh, he, He's got this hate in his heart for Tommaso Champion and Ciampa and everything that has happened. Um, so uh, I'm predicting Johnny. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Rotten Wrestling going over here and becoming the new NXT North American Champion, beating Ricochet. Then, finally... The WWE NXT title match, Tommaso Ciampa against Aleister Black. Cannot wait for this one. It's going to be a great one. I am predicting Tommaso Ciampa retains, though. Uh, there's a lot of story to be told still with Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and the future of NXT. Aleister Black can move on. I would love to see him debut in the Royal Rumble. Hmm, you never know. Or the night after. The week's coming up. Um... WWE needs some new faces, some new stuff like they've been talking about. So Aleister Black would be perfect for the upcoming WrestleMania season. I'm predicting Tommaso Ciampa goes over. Next week, we will have all the coverage and rundown from the NXT TakeOver from Phoenix. And we will have all the coverage from the ROH Road to G1 Supercard shows. Some New Japan Pro Wrestling Road to New Beginning cards. And... ROH TV card rundown. Uh, stay tuned. Stick around. Thanks, everybody. Gaijin Wrestling Radio. I'm Kobe. I'm out.